Welcome in to a special live draft day edition of the Man in the Middle podcast. Uh, the first round is concluded. We are in the midst of the second and third rounds going on tonight. We will be watching and reacting live to some of the picks. The Sleeping Guy and the Beast teams actually have picks today, so they're excited about that. But before we get to any draft talk, I'll have to do the formalities because if I don't, the sleeping guy gets very upset. And so I'll ask my uh, co-hosts how they're doing this fine evening. Uh, first evening pod for us in a while. And I know the sleeping guy is a little bit uh, worried about how his performance is going to be. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not great at, in the afternoon. I've, br- I've broken down the tape on previous pods. Sometimes my words are a little slow. My jokes don't hit as good as they usually do, even though I don't usually miss one. It's it's tough for me at night out there. Usually there's a lot more sports on, but I'm a game day performer. Uh, like Booby Miles once said, I don't get nervous, I get ready. So, I mean, give me give me this evening pod. Give me the Seahawks on the clock. My week's already been great because there's no drama anymore between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. We might even live hang his jersey on our championship wall down here. Might might be a live podcast moment tonight, but I'll throw it to my co-host, the beauty man, who's been through some ups and some downs in the last 24 hours. Well, I feel like I'm living in a dreamland because Michael McCorkle Jones is the heir apparent. Welcome home, buddy. I couldn't be more excited to have him. Um, the Pats are winning the draft for the first time ever. I've won six Lombardis aboard the Pats Nation, and it's nice to win draft night as well for once. Um, Beast, you know all about winning draft night. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's always exciting when your team gets a new quarterback. But do you know who actually won draft night is me for the time being? Because I want everybody who hasn't listened to our uh, podcast last week to go back and listen to the podcast. And when we were predicting which quarterbacks we're going to go where. Well, my top five went in order, boys. So I'm just going to say, now, I know what you're going to come back and say. It's not, it doesn't make me right. And that, honestly, it probably makes me wrong because they don't ever pan out the way they're selected but just for the time being in the offseason I'm going to say I nailed what quarterbacks would go in what order so we're going to go there but we'll go to the beauty man because the way they went actually ended up working out for you and your team because the Patriots get Mac Jones and because you're you're the fan of of the team and it's exciting to get a new quarterback we'll start with your thoughts on the Patriots getting Mac Jones well, the dynasty's back on. I mean, I can't see it going any other way. The floor is set at probably like three, three Lombardies in the next 10, 12 years. So big shoes to full. But no, in all seriousness, I just couldn't believe it was happening. Even when I saw Mac on the phone and I started to get all excited down here in the man cave, jumping around, telling the sleeping guy, it's happening, it's happening. Oh my God, it's happening. I didn't really want to believe it. I, part of me still thought Bill was going to trade down when the Bears jumped up and snagged Justin Fields, I knew they were going to take a quarterback. And I, I've wanted McCurkle since early January, late into the college football playoffs. I'm just, I'm on cloud nine over here, guys. I will give you props because Trey Lance over Mac Jones, which I, I couldn't see happening, but it did. I mean, it's still kind of taking me by surprise. The guy played one game in his one year and looked okay. So I guess he really impressed everybody with that, what he was talking and how he was acting before the draft. But um, 
anyone's going to be successful in Cal Shanahan's offense. And honestly, Kyle Pitts, the right decision. It, what really shook me on the top five was Jamar Chase. Uh, that's the one that I'm Trey Lance, Mac Jones, pick your poison. But Jamar Chase, I still feel like Joe Burrow could have used an offensive tackle. But I mean, I'll defer to you guys. Well, Joe Burrow could use a lot of everything. I mean, first and foremost, he could probably try to get out of Cincinnati. And we're all seeing what Aaron Rodgers is doing, who stole the show in the sleeping guy's opinion on draft night. Because uh, for the second time in my life, it was the only person I heard about on draft night. So well done, Aaron Rodgers. I guess you just have an inkling in your bones to make it all about you. I know last time it was just you getting passed over in the green room, but I do digress. Um, fellas, I was absolutely terrified that the San Francisco 49ers were going to be quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers come last night's draft. So I think it was just a victory in my eyes for the Seahawks and myself that he's not. Um, I was quite, quite <laughs> terrified. Beast, I don't know how you feel about that. You're an Aaron Rodgers lover, so I'm sure you would have enjoyed it anyways even though you have no loyalty to your team. I hate that guy. So the faster he retires, the better. So come on, Brian, Gutekrest, hang on to him. Hold strong, hang on to him. You don't know him shit. He's done nothing for the franchise but lose. You can force him to retire. <laughs> wow. I think uh, putting me as an Aaron Rodgers lover is a bit of a stretch. I'm, I feel like I do appreciate him, but I'm not like our friend Chris Clements who like thinks he walks on water. Uh, yeah, that was uh, quite the added quite the intrigue to draft when we got that report from Adam Schefter. I loved the interplay between Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. I love when insiders show throw subtle shots at each other, being like, "Yeah, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about." Because Adam Schefter does this big breaking news report about Aaron Rodgers wants out, and then Ian Rappaport says something about, "Oh, it's just a contract related issue," and then. And then Adam Schefter quote tweeted Jay Glazer saying, as my friend Jay Glazer would say, this is not just a contract issue. But he, he didn't actually at Ian Rappaport, but he pretty much could have in that uh, fucking thing. So I was loving that little interplay of it. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it sounds like he's set in stone. He wants out of Green Bay. I don't know if you guys saw the report. He used the, I will retire if I don't get out of Green Bay card earlier today. Beauty man, do you think that's just more of the ultimate bluff card or is he actually, would he actually retire if he doesn't get out of Green Bay? I, if, like, if I had to place a bet on it, I'd say he's bluffing. But I mean, if you follow the money, that says they're going to, he's going to Denver, which is kind of weird. Denver's odds moved from almost 50 to one to 16 to one today. Um, the Packers odds to win the division dropped immensely. So not sure if Vegas is just protecting themselves because they got killed when Tom went to the Bucks last year and everyone got the Bucks at 50 to 1. But I mean, it's pretty obvious that the three up, what did he say? He wanted either the Niners, the Raiders, or the Broncos, were his three options that were kind of leaked out there. Um, it can't be the Niners, more so if anything else. And I just feel terrible for Matthew Stafford. Like he just ran away from Rogers, got out of the division, and then Rogers wants to come and play him two times a year, and Zafford would still have to be second fiddle. That'd be tragic. But the Packers, if they move him, which they shouldn't, but I mean, they're the ones who fucked themselves. They yeah. traded up to draft his backup in the first round last year, and now they're surprised or upset that he wants out. I still think he's acting like a huge fucking baby. I mean, all this Rogers doesn't get enough help today on ESPN is absolute nonsense. What else do you want? More all pro tackles, more incredible receivers. Yeah. Jordy Nelson for 10 years. Now you got the best receiver in the fucking league and you're going to complain. 
I mean, I don't get that aspect, but well, if he wants uh, to go, then good riddance. The, the only thing I'll say is they haven't done a lot to help him in the draft of these past years. Like Jordan Love was their first skill possession position guy they took in like the first round since Rodgers has been there, right? So, I mean, I, I get that kind of thing, but like then Devontae Adams, but who else do they have outside of Devontae Adams right now? I guess Aaron Jones, but um, I know the sleeping guy is going to have some fucking takes on this. So let me hear it. Well, it's, it's not even a bad take, but man. They got to fire the GM in Green Bay. What a brutal job he's done. And let's just think about this. So they took a quarterback in the first round last year. When teams do that, they got to be on the field within one or two seasons. Ain't no one sitting on the bench for two years. So you had to be thinking that he knew this year he wanted to get rid of Rodgers. Turns out they bring Jordan Love into camp, watch him develop in the season. He's actually not that good. He's not really ready. Rodgers plays at an MVP level. Now he wants to keep him. But Rodgers already hates you for drafting his backup and giving him no help. So you've screwed yourself. Yeah. GM is absolutely terrible. And I think, I think at this point, honestly, he's just going to have to bite the bullet, trade Rogers, then watch his bus Jordan Love get out there and suck it up and get, get his ass canned. Well, see, back to this no help thing again. Like, what do you mean no help? I mean, they've gone to the NFC title game two years in a row and he's got no help. I'd say they make the final four and back to back seasons. You got a pretty decent fucking roster. Well, but just imagine if they fucking take anybody other than Jordan Love next last year, like another fucking receiver or something, right? Like there were there were good receivers on the board at that point, and they just instead they're just like, nah, we'll just take a quarterback and to piss you off. So that that side of I kind of get like, is he being a little over like dramatic? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, maybe he just is maybe it's just because he's got married to Cheyenne Woodley and he just wants to be fucking. He wants to be out of Green Bay and in it. He's empowered I, now, hey? Yeah, when when I heard he, in January, he had reached out to L, the the Rams as one of his teams, I was pretty uh pretty choked that I, man, I, Rodgers with McVay, oh boy, give give that to me. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we love- Well, Stafford. who's going to take the most credit? There's going to be a real ego problem in there after a few weeks. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. I'm the genius. No, I'm the genius. <laughs> okay, so give me your, before we move on to other, our other draft takeaways, give me, where's Rodgers playing next year? I'm going to say Denver. I think I think the move is going to be made. Where there's smoke, there is fire, as my co-host, the beauty man, loves to say. What is Mile High Stadium? I mean, there's really no other option, because if he does get moved, I cannot see the Packers moving him in conference. Yeah, no, that's I, – I fucking get him out of the NFC. Hey, the sleeping guy, like, I, I'd be – Oh, 100%. I'd be, also, how great would be Mahomes-Rogers twice a year in the same yeah, division? Yeah, we can't, we can't say no to that. Also, props to all of us for not making a Jeopardy joke yet. Like, this, the beauty man made a pun, but, like, the, there were too many Jeopardy jokes on Twitter yesterday. Like, what's Rogers' career in – jeopardy you know well he's not even the favorite i apparently is supposed to be what's his nuts from fox yeah joe I, buck yeah joe I buck? Heard, yeah yeah well if rogers gotta do anything he's gotta get out of the nfc because he's never going to super bowl with tom brady there tom brady owns his ass yeah let's let's visit that for a second how about for 20 years i heard that the afc east is weak the afc is east you can never do it in the nfc after one year in the nfc drew Brees is retiring 
and both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are crying that their teams aren't doing enough to help them out. Okay, <laughs> so well, Russell Wilson is not a part of this debate. Right? Yeah, I like, well, I like we're talking about the big ago. baby there and Rodgers. They're both like whining. How, like, sh- strap up your cleats and go to fucking work. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense. I like how the sleeping guy was on board with the take until you brought in Russell Wilson <laughs> to the sitting up first. Where everything's hunky dory in Seattle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean. You got to love now. It takes, it takes all the eyes off the Russell Wilson situation, but I mean, if we want to talk about disgruntled quarterbacks, I just wish we had a podcast during the Tom Brady saga last year. Yeah. Um, The only thing, the only thing I'll say is like, maybe is this a ploy to just get Jordan love traded? I can't see it, but like maybe the Packers move on for Jordan love and they patch things over. So maybe he stays in green Bay, but it sure doesn't sound like it at this point, but. I'm sure we'll be uh, having lots of more Aaron Rodgers talks over the season. I hear, I hear if they're going to trade him, it won't be till after June 1st, just because of the cap hit situation. Um, it would save the Packers a shit ton of money if they waited till June 1st to trade him. So we might have to wait a while, but boys, give me your other, we'll start with winners of the draft. Give me, and no beauty man, you can't do the Patriots again. So give me your other winners of the draft. Wow. Okay. I thought the Patriots were probably the biggest winners. Well, no, they're kicking ass on day two as well now. Never mind. But okay, excluding the Pats, because well, all right. Um, I was actually somewhat impressed with what the Cowboys did. I know they got double snipe for corners right in front of them, but then they made a quick move, jump back a half second, and draft Micah Parsons, who if opted in or draft opted out of college a year ago into the draft he's probably a top five top seven pick i mean the guy's an absolute monster when he's on the field and it fields a vast void on their defense which has been brutal and the guy said it last night like sean lee and Leighton baden vanderesh have been solid when they're on the field problem is they're never on the goddamn field yeah. so the chargers i think they did right by justin herbert going and getting a, a tackle to help protect your franchise quarterback unlike the Bengals. And the Dolphins. I just think the Dolphins continue to absolutely kill it. Ever since Flo got there, they've just turned that franchise around in a flurry. They got the weapon early, and then they traded up and got the highest upside defensive player in the first round. So good job by Miami. Yeah. Sleeping guy? Yeah, I'm going to go my biggest winner, shockingly, the Detroit Lions. I I thought they had Penny Sewell just fall right into their heads for the uh, kneecapping one and Dan the Man Campbell. Yeah, you so, got to protect your franchise so, QB. I mean, you could have given him the number one pick, and he was probably going to take Sewell. So shout out to Dan Campbell for having things start off on the right foot for him. I still give him 2.5 seasons and the under on how long his coaching career lasts in Detroit. The second big winner for the sleeping guy is probably Justin Fields. You know, he kind he fell pretty good to 11, but the Bears sneaking up to get him, I think, is probably the best landing spot for him based on what other teams needed quarterbacks. I guess you could say the Saints going up to get him would be a better spot, but I like him in Chicago. I think he'll get a chance. They they, they did say QB1 is Andy Dalton, so he's going to have to go in there and unseat him. So that's going to be tough for Fields, but um, I like it. They still have Nick Foles on the roster as well. So, I mean, they're going to they're gonna play two quarterbacks at once? Who knows? I don't know. He's going to have to kiss the ring. That's for sure. The the Bears tweet of Andy Dalton being QB number one is just cold takes exposed. You know? Yeah, cold takes <laughs> exposed. And I got it. 
I got to give out my first loser. And so I, I never thought I would do this. But how does the team with the number one pick also be a loser? Because who trades back into the first round to take a running back? Ladies and gentlemen, don't take a running back in the first round of the NFL draft. Don't do it. You can find them anywhere. You can find them everywhere. They grow on trees. Alvin Kamara, third round draft. Chris Carson, seventh round draft. Todd Gurley, a prime example of a guy you take in the first round, already out of the league. So stop it with these first round running backs. I mean, I don't hate Najee Harris. I mean, I think it's a great selection because pretty much every Bama running back to produce has had a viable NFL career, but I can't see him having a groundbreaking first season because, hey, in case Pittsburgh wasn't aware, you have to block somebody. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter who you hand the ball off to. Also, why aren't the Steelers moving up to get a quarterback? What are you doing, Mike Tomlin? They, they believe in Ben. Um, what? W- give me some more. What do you think of the, um, the Atlanta pick with Kyle Pitts? Like, all I'm hearing is he's, he's – if you were to pick a guy to be a sure thing Hall of Famer in this draft, it's him or Sewell right? Like, like they're this closest thing to a sure, sure thing in this draft. Um, So the Falcons get Kyle Pitts, but was that the right move for them? Like, should they have been drafting a quarterback and moving to the future? Where where do you guys sit on where, what the Falcons should have been doing? Was this the right move for them? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was clamming for them to do it. And I was a little shocked that they did, but I think with Arthur Smith, you still got Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan can get it done. He's still putting up fantasy points. So as long as how many close games have the Falcons lost in the last two seasons, it's embarrassing. Dan Quinn loves to fucking throw it away in a tight one and he's not there anymore. So they rid themselves of that plague defensive coordinator who can't stop a lick on anyone on the defensive side of the ball. It's, it was embarrassing. He should have been fired the year before, but they were one like six of their last seven games and they got him an extra year, unfortunately. So I think that paired up with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, I mean, you're going to be a tour de force offensively. And whoever gets to be the running back is going to be a beneficiary of some fucking wide open oh, prize. It's Mike Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of my personal favorites. A nice bowling ball. Man, fantasy implications. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm going to say is, like, do you think they still trade Julio now? Or it's like now with Pitts, like, they got to go all in with <laughs> Matt Ryan and Julio one more time, especially with this new weapon. No, I think they're going all in this year with this team. Um, in terms of your previous question on whether they might regret it, they better hope that Justin Fields or uh, Mac Jones doesn't turn out to be like an all-pro quarterback. Because then I think at that point, even if you hit on Pitts, you probably reject, regret not having a franchise quarterback for 15 years. So for sure, it's one of those situations where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Or you could say, on the other hand, I got the best player in the draft right here at number four, and this is the ultimate value in the draft. And now I've probably got a big weapon for the next decade that I can get my future franchise quarterback a great head start with. So I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach with Atlanta. Yeah. Wow, that's a real cop-out, but I respect it. (laughs) About the Raiders. Boys, we got to talk about the Raiders because I'm not familiar (laughs) with that, familiar with Leatherwood and the guy they drafted. But when the entire panel starts laughing after some team makes their selection – not a great sign in my opinion yeah it's, you gotta love that they gotta they like danced around like hating on the kid too they're like oh yep he's definitely got some talent but wouldn't don't love it here when they all want to be like 
You could be brutal. Might be a bust. Late second rounder. Like, just give it to me, Mel Kuyper. Just roast someone, please. I'm, I'm down with the take that uh, they think Gruden just loved his last name so much. So he's like, I I need a guy named Leatherwood. So give me, <laughs> give me him on a team, you know? So I love that. I love that. But I'll yeah. give, I got to give the Colts a nice shout out, too, because um, they had a sneaky solid defense last year. And, I mean, I know that Kuiti keep Cutie, how do you say his name? Quitty Payne. Quitty Payne? All right, Quitty Payne. I know they're saying he's raw as a pass rusher, but man, you, you get to little get to know a little bit more about him as a person, and that guy's gonna show up with his lunch pail ready to work day one. And, and um, alongside Darius Leonard, be a nice addition. And one of the best names in the draft for sure, if not the oh. best, you know. So um well, I don't know, man. McCorkle, McCorkle <laughs> Jones, come on. The honestly honestly that's yeah it, it fits him pretty well man what do you what do you guys think about zach wilson all the zach wilson memes i was seeing yesterday and the pictures of him i i'm less sold on him than i was before just because he looks like he looks like he's 14 like he can make he, that guy's not getting drinks in new york he looks like the guy who plays zach wilson in the disney movie about zach wilson's life but it's it's actually him Man, he looks, he looks like the whole defense is going to want to kick his ass on day one. I heard it on a podcast this morning, but I just don't know how many large gentlemen playing in the NFL are going to believe in Zach Wilson the second he steps in the huddle to call his first play. I think he's really going to have to earn the locker room, unlike a guy, say, like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and like even Sunshine. Like They just look like quarterbacks. Zach Wilson looks like your little brother he kicked the crap out of. Shout out Logan. And now, is he actually Mormon? Do you have to be Mormon to go to BYU? I think so. I think he's got to be a Mormon. Are you sure? Interesting. I, I guess it, may, it would make sense, but for some reason, I think I was thought maybe you didn't have to be. Well, like define a Mormon. Can't I just say I'm Mormon tomorrow, like read the book and, and, and claim to practice and you yeah. know, I'll be accepted? You might burn up once you walk on campus, but uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe you probably actually. I don't. I have, I have no idea how that stuff works, but uh, he uh, sure had um, a lot of family members <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the green room with him. There, it's hard to tell who uh, who was sisters, who was cousins, but um, yeah, large families. So I mean, a few of them were uh, not too hard on the eyes. I'll give them that. So they got to. Well, good looking family. I mean, he's a good looking kid himself, right? Like, what else are you gonna do? He's got the steely blue eyed look. I'm I'm always pro having a hot quarterback to like <laughs> makes your team a little swaggier. Hey, I was fading a little, but I definitely thought I heard like 36 grandchildren in that family or something. Yeah. So I'm I'm leaning towards Mormon. Or maybe I heard it about another draft pick, but some somewhere out here in this draft, if any listener can point it out, someone had 36 grandchildren. Yeah. Well. Uh, sleeping guy i gotta before we get to what our strategy would be if we got drafted i'm seeing some uh texas longhorns offensive lineman highlights right now and i'm i'm just wondering where my boy sam ellinger is gonna go in this draft. <laughs> i, I, I wouldn't pick i ellinger. can't believe he wasn't a first round pick to be honest i'm having the conversation about moving him to tight end <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that i sneaky would have accepted him if mccorkle wasn't an option like i thought he wasn't but you just love the intangibles. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just a feisty competitor. I love how I love how you're never gonna call him Mac. It's always gonna be McCorkle. Also, 
<laughs> it's probably going to stick. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I think we have to talk a little bit about the first overall pick. I mean, Trevor I Lawrence, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is set to lose his first regular season football game this year, boys, unless he goes 17 and 0 because he didn't lose in high school and he didn't lose three years of starter at Clemson. So I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this year, but what do we think? Early predictions for T-Law and the Jags on first year under Urban Meyer. I like him on the money line in week one. I'm going to say like <laughs> six wins. Six wins would be a success for me. I mean, I, I think that's reasonable. Like, I think their defense – remember when that Jacksonville defense was vaunted? Like, how yeah. how far we've come? It's and do, you remember, do you remember who they ran into yeah, and they've I, just been I, dismantled since? They still got some players. Yeah. Who? Josh I'm, Allen. Miles, Miles Jack. Josh Allen, Miles Jack. That's about it. That's, that's all I can Yeah, make. that is it. That is it. They're up 10 points with six minutes left in the AFC championship game. And then six months later, Jalen Ramsey wouldn't play for him. Leonard Fournette wanted out. I don't know where the rest of the boys gone, but it's tough when they're, it's tough when their games are on once a year. Okay. To find out who's on the Jags. We're only, we're, we're only watching one game a year and it's Titans Jags on Thursday night, you know, <laughs> But no, I, I'm excited. Like, I, I don't dislike Lawrence. I, I think he's, I mean, there's a reason why he's the number one pick, right? I don't know if I love Urban Meyer and the Etienne pick is weird. Did you hear Urban Meyer saying, or someone saying they're going to use him as a third down back? And then you yeah, got a back for every down. Use Robinson, Robinson on one, and Hyde two, Etienne three. Sleeping guy as a James Robinson dynasty owner, you must have been choked about that pick. I would have loved some tweet that maybe the Jaguars were interested in taking a first round pick so I could have sold. Like, <laughs> the, like that's like this is such bullshit. Like, what the hell, Urban Meyer? Uh, yeah. What are you doing? You send me all the signals you're not taking a running back, and then you take a running back. Like, yeah. Okay, so if the if the over under is set at six and a half wins for the Jags, are you guys hitting the under? I'm hitting the under just because the cupboard's pretty bare. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna hit the under. Let's let's not forget that they um they won their first game of the year last year and then proceeded to lose 15 straight. So they gotta get up to Schneid before I pick them to win yeah. another six. Does this throw a wrench into your plans though that there's 17 games so they could potentially go seven and ten? No, I'm aware. I figured six and eleven was the was the ceiling. The That's only thing be- is the only thing is the Texans should if especially if Deshaun doesn't play it down, which I I don't know if he will, like the Texans are, how can they not be the, the one of the worst teams in the league? So like at least they'll get two games against those guys, right? So, but yeah, well, hey, before we move on to who you guys would like to see your team select, because you you mortgaged away the future to be in the, the ever aspiring positions you are now. Um, well, actually, let's just go straight to it. what do you guys want in the second round? Well, the Rams need some linemen, and uh, all I all I I saw a good thing today in that um, because there were a lot of offensive linemen fell and like Leatherwood went early that this second round <laughs> third round were was primed for offensive line depth because there was a bunch of fucking guys that fell and that had good grades some first round grades now some of them have gone already like um the center from alabama landon dickinson i was dickerson i was hoping i was hoping somehow he was gonna fall because the rams really need a fucking center right now but uh that didn't happen but the rams need the rams need linemen and they need you know like some a 
some help on in the secondary and probably a linebacker sleeping guy what what's the seahawks plan well i would love if they made a pick my team is notorious for trading down so it fits the character that i would sit here for the last well probably seven hours of draft time and watch almost every pick without my team making a selection only for them to move down um, ideally, we were picking Penai Sewell at 56, but he obviously hasn't fallen that far. Unfortunately, those smokescreen stories I wrote in the dark of about him didn't catch on. So, unfortunately, I do apologize to the Sewell family for calling <laughs> you all pedophiles. But, uh, um, anyways, uh, I think we got to go receiver. I would love to see the Seahawks get a receiver. I was pretty disappointed when the Cardinals just took Rondell Moore at 49. He was kind of the guy I had my eye on, but uh, I want to get Russ another weapon. Let's keep the let's keep them fed. Let's keep them happy. Is that really what the Seahawks need? Like they got they got Lockett and DK. Yeah, I feel like you guys could use some help in the secondary and the defensive line because you're you're getting all excited about the second rounders that you thought are 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 trending. You're telling me about the other day. I don't want to. I don't want us to get lazy. On offense, okay? We got two great receivers who we oh drafted in the second round this is where we're hot getting skill guys so let's keep it rolling pete let's draft another skill guy mine is your pick we're at 56 we're we're three away my we're like we're within 20 minutes of the seahawks pick and then the rams are right after them at 57 um, oh wow uh but my thing and this will be a compliment to russell wilson is which i'd never love doing but like don't you think Russ could can do it with a sack of potatoes out there at wide receiver? Like, I feel like he needs to be protected better. And yeah, what the beauty man said, like their your defensive line struggled last year at getting pressure. What do you mean? We came on hot the second half of the season. We we were a very good defense going into the playoffs. You guys, you guys love to only think about my team squad. Good. Didn't, good. didn't your help team you. Didn't even make the playoffs. All didn't right? help so, you in the wild card matchup, did it? Though? <laughs> Shut up! All right, it did not. Um, <laughs> all right, but uh, we, need a, we need a lot of against everything. the second string quarterback Jared Goff. He like, came off the bench to stick it to you. Like you I mean, said at the top. Mean, if you we mean, draft a guy, I'll be happy. You mean the Lions' future franchise guy? They're just yeah, I know they're they're protecting the hell out of him, man. The Lions' sneaky, great offensive line. They're just Eric, gonna... Eric Patterson, please call into the show and tell us how excited you are for another. Are the Lions winning the offseason? Are they officially ahead of schedule in the rebuild? No, one of the biggest losers of the draft was Penny Sewell because he's got to go to Detroit for the next ten years. Of what will be a he's gonna he's Joe Thomas. Just don't drink the water. He's just yeah. going to go there. He's never going to play in the playoffs. He's going to just hold down the left side, like stalemate for a decade and then retire and just drift off in the camp. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good, good Oh yeah. A, a good comp for, uh, from the beauty man there. All right. Uh, now we'll have some fun here. Cause I don't know if you got this guy lasted until pick fucking 51. This guy's got insane highlights. Hey. Well, what's his name again? Oh, I can't pronounce it at all. It's uh, unpronounceable. Well, that's why I'm asking you guys to do it, but he just lays the absolute wood. I know. And, I man, this seems like such a peak guy. I'm kind of pissed we didn't try it for a while. Well, I think it's like nice. Owasanu. You got Vrabel. Owasanu or, yeah. It, that is how, I don't know if that's how you say it. but That's, that's, what, that's what it looks like. Man, this guy's fast as fuck. Well, Anyways, awesome. back to the podcast. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Do you guys ever just see Mel's best available and you just think that's complete Bible? Like anytime they go against Mel's best available, I just assume someone should get axed. Yeah, well, I was watching more tape than you are, <laughs> but it, it it's so crazy. That's, I mean, that'll bring me to this point. Like, it's so crazy how like all these guys do is watch tape and like, they're, they're not right all the time either. Right. Like I was reading some, 
some Aaron Donald draft, like draft scouting reports, some Patrick Mahomes scouting reports and like people miss all the time. It's just, it's so wild that it happens as often as it does, especially with how many people like the, all the draft rooms, like how many people are in the draft rooms. It's, it's fucking nuts. Also, I have to, I have to say, beauty man, did you watch the, the Patriots draft room video when they, they selected McCorkle? It's all, all business, right baby. It? You all right with this? Yeah. yeah. That, that was, it's all, it's all business. It's Except- just all, it's all business over there. And then if you counter it with the Lions draft room when the the GM was fucking banging the wall and hugging Dan Campbell, you know, it's uh, that's a franchise that's never going to win anything. You don't celebrate in April like that. It's it's an embarrassment, honestly. (laughs) But, you know, to your point, Kel, I just think one of the hardest things about the draft is you you're picking on past performance. You know, we watch all this tape, but it does nothing for you once you pick them to play on your team. It's all about how, how they're developed and how they manage themselves. Like yeah. some kids get into league, get all that money and just get in the club, you know, and it happens more often than you'd like to admit. But I mean, what else are you going to do? That's why when you get a guy like McCorkle, who's just round the clock, live, <laughs> breeze and dies football, you know, it's a can't miss pick. Okay, the, what I really wanted to happen, though, was Jerry Jones taking Devontae Smith at number 10 and not trading <laughs> it to the Eagles. Could you just see him, see him in the news conference? He's the Hosman Trophy winner. <laughs> we had to take him. Do you imagine that? That would have been uh, that would have been great. We never really talked about the Devontae Smith pick like you guys. You guys like that for the Eagles? I think I think that was I think that was a necessary pick for them just because of all the shit they took last year with what they did at, at the wide receiver position. So I, I, I like, also think it's such a bonus to have them paired up with, yeah, with Hertz, you know, <laughs> same with, with two and Waddle. I just love it for my dynasty league team, like to getting Waddle and then Hertz getting Devonte Smith, like just added some more weaponry. No, no one cares about your fantasy team. Also Shams, Shams, Charania just, all of a sudden comes out of nowhere breaking the second round Tennessee Titans pick like five minutes before it's picked, like stick to basketball, man. Like that's <laughs> isn't Schefter. It's like when Schefter did a couple of NBA breaking stories, it just doesn't feel right. You know? Well, when you got a source, what are you going to do? Just sit on that news. <laughs> These guys have blood feuds. It's Think Sch- about how many likes and retweets he got just from this one guy that he knows that hooked him up with the information. It's Shams and Woj for basketball and Schefter and Rap for NFL. Like, get it right. Stick well, when are you going to freaking hop in there and start breaking some news? Like, I don't know. Do you I know how know. much money was made on Trey Lance to the fucking <laughs> Niners? They took it off the board at, like, noon yesterday because the information was out. And guess what? My friend Kellen didn't give me a fucking call, and you're supposed to be in the biz. So, what the hell? I don't know how it would be at the insider game. It'd be, it'd be a tough game. You'd have to be on the clock. All the time, you know. You like, gotta have like six phones, man. Yeah, I know. Um, and probably be a pathological liar and just say that you're not talking to anybody else and you haven't heard this from nobody. I'll never leak anything. Yeah, exactly. Are you uh before we get because the Rams and Seahawks picks are coming up before we get those live reactions? Um, the beauty man's also angry about something. Um, I have to ask because I don't know if you guys saw we saw a lot of draft rooms, people with their families. I don't know if you guys saw the Waddle reaction where he just got up, disregarded his family, went straight to the stage. If you guys are in the green room, first of all, 
if you have the option, are you doing it at home or are you going to the draft? And secondly, when you get drafted, what's your strategy? Are you are you hugging family? Are you hugging everybody? Or are you just you straight to business like Waddle? This is like a bonus Big J question of the week. Uh, number one, I'd like to be at home because I'd like to have a few drinks and I don't want to be drunk in public like that. I'd be scared to fall off the stage. So sorry, Kamish. And uh, number two, I'd probably, I'd actually probably not invite that many people over. Probably have you two over, maybe like my parents, my siblings, and then probably kick everyone out so I can have a nap after. <laughs> well, I think it depends when, where the draft is. Like I ain't going to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have it in like Miami or LA or Vegas, hell yeah, I'll show up and hang out in the green room because you know we going out after. But um, I'd like to think that I'm playing it pretty cool, but I'll probably get emotional. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't like the, the water one was interesting. Just, just not even acknowledging his family was interesting, but I, I mean, I respect it, but well, I feel like he, he got the news and we got to see the clip of him when they'd known for like a minute and a half. And he's just sitting there waiting for Goodell to announce it out front because yeah. how you, you just can't just not get excited. That's I mean, maybe Jamar chase, Jamar chase, I think, he knew going into it, like they must have just told him we're coming to get you because he literally showed up in Bengals color. Yeah, I know. Well, apparently, apparently Burrow texted him that morning and said, pack your bags. So um, that's kind of sick. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it'd be tough to say what I'd be doing. You do you guys think on a regular year, obviously, probably not this year, are do all the picks go out together and get smashed or what is that? Is that probably what happens? I think so the night before for sure. The night no. before or the night after? No, like the night of. Yeah. Well, I it's diff- I don't think all of them do. Like these guys are Well, Zach Wilson definitely didn't lose her. <laughs> yeah. Well, Corkle Jones sure did. I don't know if you guys have seen <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, McCorkle McCorkle ain't never missed a beer. Okay? Yeah, just the looking- way that suit fit around that guy, like like He's definitely out of the Tom Brady school. He's going to get, get on the method pretty quick here. Well, I, there's a there's a, been a video resurfacing of him at the at the club and he's fucking gunned and he's got some paint all over his chest and stuff like that. So, um, but my guess is my guess is he'll he'll whip into shape with Bill on his ass all the time. You know. So. I mean, he's gonna he knows exactly what to expect coming from Saban to Belichick. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll get some live reaction to some of the, re- the picks here, maybe the Rams and Seahawks pick, um, see what they do. But uh, let's move on to um, we got to talk. We'll talk some association because, boys, the king has returned. And tonight, uh, the LeBron James comes back and it couldn't be at a more important time for the Lakers because the Lakers are sliding. They're down to. Uh, the fifth seed with the Dallas Mavericks has the sixth seed right on their heels. Um, AD's been back, but he hasn't been great. Where do you guys like outside? I'm a, obviously a little bit biased. What What are you guys feeling about the Lakers' chances right now? Are you Are you buying into their struggles at all right now? Like, do you think do you think they're not the same team as last year and they don't have as good a shot at winning the title? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm just, when LeBron goes to the finals every year, I don't want to come out and say, hey, he's not going to go to the finals this year. What I will say is that the conference and the competition he's going to have to go through will be much more difficult. Last year, they got a little fortunate 
Okay, the Blazers were hot, but they were they were gassed. And by the time they got the Nuggets, they were kind of in the same situation. I mean, the Nuggets had to freaking work so hard to get through the Clippers, never mind the Jazz in the first round. That was an incredible series in itself. That by the time they got there, they just looked a little worn down. And then it was it was the Heat and the overachieving Tyler Hero and Jimmy Buckets versus AD and LeBron James. It's not going to be that easy this year. So I don't want to come out and say they're going to do it. But at the same time, I'm not going to bet against LeBron because, like you said, he still wears a crown sitting on the throw. Yeah. Well, uh, the Seahawks are officially on the clock, so the sleeping guy is going to be pretty distracted here. But sleeping That's guy- okay. He never really has too much to input into the association talk. <laughs> Well, sleeping guy, give me your quick LeBron. <laughs> Sorry, give give me your what? Take? Your LeBron quick, take? Give me your quick Lakers takes if you didn't hear our full conversation. Oh, I was right there with him, and I have to agree with my friend, the Beauty Man. I mean, how are you ever? How are you supposed to bet against the King? Okay, there's only one King. He's the second greatest player in NBA history, arguably the first. We'll have that discussion at some point in our lives. <laughs> I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> But what about Anthony Davis? What an embarrassment. Overrated. Like, like can, you, can you play 35 minutes? Maybe give me 15 to put the team on your back for once, man. Like, honestly, you're a number two banana at best. If anything, you're, you're, you're reminding me of Pascal Siakam at this point. Now you just haven't shown up post-championship. Should be embarrassed. Same with you, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma. Waiting for LeBron to come back and save your asses? It's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. Well, the sleeping I mean, guy and I were hashing it out the other night, Kel. How many games does this Lakers team win full 82 game season without LeBron? Same roster, just no LeBron James. You got Anthony Davis at the forefront. He's the stalemate of this team. How many games do they win? I mean, in a regular season, I don't know, like, like 57. I don't know. Is well, that I'd take 57? The, I'd take the under. Whoa, oh, I said like 46. You, you think what? 46. I think if they got to 50. You think, I would be only, you're think, you think they're only like four games over 500? Yeah, five we're pretty three. down on AD over here. Have right you now. seen his team in New Orleans? What? Much better than this bunch of bums he's got right now that he's working with. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I guess you're probably right. Maybe may, I would go like 50. I think they still make the playoffs and stuff. Like it all depends on what AD shows up. The problem I've always had with AD is he, He's so hit and miss, right? Like some games he can be the best player on the floor. And that includes when LeBron plays, right? And he's the most dominant, but it's just not consistent enough. Um, he's so physically talented. He can just take over. But whenever I watch AD, if things aren't going his way, it just looks like he starts to get annoyed. Then he starts forcing it. And then we're just whining. And then you get bad calls on the defensive end because you play so physical. And then you're just, jacking crazy iso shots and not working the ball through the rest of the offense so i mean that's what i got to see in new orleans and that's what i see a lot of these past couple games with no lebron on and you're supposed to be carrying the load yeah ad mb Jokic, who you got well i mean right now i i i I don't know how you put don't put ad third and that says a huge ad homer kentucky lakers guy but I mean, Embiid and, and Jokic have clearly looked like the better two players right now. Dominant, more dominant for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, you, you wouldn't have said that coming into the year. You would actually, well, you'd actually called me crazy. You called me crazy. I wouldn't have called you crazy. Like it would have been a debate for sure. They're, they're different. They're all different players. Like Jokic is just his, his passing ability to make him just so unique. Right. But, uh, 
Um, sleeping guy, I, I beauty man. I sent the sleeping guy a headline I wrote today for Sportsnet, and the headline reads this: Raptors playoffs hopes hanging by a thread as Wizards stay hot. And I, <laughs> I, I just, I can't believe I was afforded the ability to write that headline for a for a website because it, it seems so surreal, but it was amazing to do. And and it's true, the Raptors are. The Raptors are basically out, but like, honestly, probably a good thing for the Raptors. Like as Raptors fans, you probably want that, but man, the beauty man, I'll give it to you first. Cause I know the wizards have been a sneaky gambling play for you. Do you think this team, this team could sneak up to the eight, nine seed, you know, um, maybe, maybe do some damage in the, in the first round. What do you, what do you think about the wizards these days? They're, they're hot. The Wizards are the team that you don't want to play. They've won six of seven, 10 of their last 12. They're 5-0-2 against the spread in the last two weeks. And the most dangerous thing about them is that when Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook roll into your barn, regardless of whether or not they're right, they believe that they're the best two basketball players on the court. And that's what's helped propelling them on this run down the stretch. It's been fun to watch. No one is going to be more ready for an eight versus one matchup than Russell Westbrook is to face James Harden and Kevin Durant in round one of the playoff series. You could just bank on him getting 30, 10, 10 every night while he shoots 40%. It's just going to be, it's just going to be like a maniac performance to watch. Seriously though, but Roy can match up maybe a little bit defensively and you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but fucking, fucking Brooke Lopez makes some plays. Like he's, he's just, He's just hustling out there. He moves the ball well enough, and defensively, he gets in the way against some of these these bigger studs. You, Robin Lopez, the the Brooks on the yeah yeah. Right? My mistake, my yeah. mistake. Robin Robin's always just the, he's always the guy that looks ho- the homeless guy. He, yeah, he looks like he's been living um <laughs> on the rocks beside yeah. like underneath the pier. No, you know where he is? He's always on a seven or eight seed. You always <laughs> see him once a year on a, losing it in the first round. That's what he's always doing. Man, how could the the NBA uh would it's their wet dream for. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, first round playoff matchup. Like, I mean, give give it to me too. Like, that would be fucking amazing. I'd be all on the Wizards, you know. Yeah, Nets, Nets, Wizards, and then second round you get Nets, Knicks, and the ratings are just going shooting through the roof. Man, we love some Knicks. Oh, sleeping guy, who are you? Are you? You guys might be a little bit behind me. I'm a little behind. I haven't seen it yet. Well, they. I can't tell who they brought to the stage here. You. Oh, Max Strong is announcing the pick. Oh, Max Strong, a great fullback. I'll uh, we'll delay. I'll, I won't announce the pick because I'm a little ahead of the boys. We'll, okay. Uh, well, Mel Mel's team needs is pretty much every position on the board. Okay. Well, if I had my pick here, I would like Terrence Marshall Jr. Okay. I I know the, the wide pick. receiver. Yeah, I'd like a wide. Like I just said, I said it ten minutes ago. Yeah, I but I thought receiver. you were just doing that thing where you're joking around. No, I'm not. I want another weapon. I know they don't have really have a third receiver. I know the pick, so here we go. Let me know. Okay, well, are you you want to turn up the volume or should we just we just visually react to this? With the 56th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver, Western Michigan. Who said we were taking a receiver? He looks, I knew we were going to take one. He looks well, like a more of a gadget guy, though. He's only 5'8". Oh, perfect. We got our Percy Harvin to take a kickback in the Super Bowl for us. It seems similar to Lockett, but, I mean, maybe that's what they want, you know? But 
Well, let's see this first highlight. I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything you know after one play. Oh, no team is going to be able to cover us down the field. I mean, this guy's fast as fuck with DK and Tyler well, Lockett. We're, we're, you got, y'all are done. Well, I just I see a lot of holes in the roster, but I not in the passing game. So I can't can't say I completely understand this, other than maybe they're just um, they're just appeasing Russell Wilson well, because he. He cried many crocodile tears this offseason. Well, how many fucking fly sweeps have I seen the Rams run in the past, like, three seasons? Like, this guy's going to be awesome running the fly sweep. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they got a different running scheme. But you did just steal their quarterback's coach or something to be your OC. Their so. OC. So we're ready to go. Man, this guy's going to be awesome. It's an interesting uh, pick for sure. I mean, yeah, again, maybe not addressing their biggest needs. But, I mean, maybe they're just drafting the best on the board right now. Um Okay, before the Rams are on the clock now, two minutes left. Um, before we get to that, the Suns, boys, officially make the playoffs for the first time since the Nash era. I saw a screenshot of the last Suns playoff game. We had Nash, we had Stoudemire. So that brings up the question, because I've seen a lot of debate. And I want to know from you guys, because you guys are probably a little less Nash homers than me. Nash for CP3. Who's the better? Who goes down as the better all-time player? Oh, Nash has the MVPs, but Chris Paul probably, you know, like probably has the statistics overall. I would say. Um, wow, wow, that's a tough one, Kellen. Tough Son of a bitch. So, so I, I, I'm interested to see where you guys lean. I mean, I think I lean Nash, but I mean, Chris, with what Chris Paul has been doing, all he does is he goes to these teams and he makes them fucking like. Look at OKC last year. They had like a 0.7% chance to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season last year. And then fucking he, he drags them to the playoffs and, and it's just incredible what he does. And then look at this Suns team there. I'm going with Nash. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just because he was so good and I'm 2k with him, but he's just awesome. He was, he was so ahead of his time in terms of what he did for a team. He revolutionized basketball. Some would say him. D'Antoni, Stoudemire, Raja Bell, Leandro Barbosa. Ah, what's his face? Sean Marion with those bad shots. Like, they were just so much fun. Such good teams to watch. Chris Paul, I got a lot of respect for the point guard, but I just don't think he's ever been in the MVP conversation the same way that Steve Nash was. Like, Steve Nash won it twice. I'm like, you're talking to him. And, uh, he won it over Kobe. Yeah, but Kobe was a selfish guy on some losing teams when Steve Nash was winning it. And Chris Paul's had to play through the entire LeBron era. So every year it's like LeBron or this other guy that shows out. And to Kellen's point, like the Clippers season before Paul joined 32 and 50 with Paul 40 and 26 quick turnaround, the Rockets. All right. They were playing pretty good. 55 and 27 the season before Paul joined 65 and 17. That's 10 more wins on a 55 win team. Not a lot of room for improvement, but to get 10 more is crazy. The Thunder, garbage, 49 and 33 without them. Well, actually, they, they've regressed. So that's not really great to prove my point. But the Suns, is, the Suns is brilliant. I mean, they've gone from the worst team in the league, Booker once out of town, Aiden's not, not doing fuck all. They win eight games in the bubble last year, bring Chris Paul in, and now they're going to win the West. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's pretty impressive what he's done. I mean, they're both great point guards, and maybe we're maybe the sleeping guy. Or I'm, I'm Nash as well, but I think that, yeah. that's my – that's my Canadian bias. And honestly, he just, I think, well, 
that's ah, i'll just go back to like i said in the original this is a really tough one yeah it's it's a it's a it's a fun debate to have like they're they're both you got to think they're both top 10 point guards all time i would think um but, but the rams pick is in kel yeah, I know. Uh, Orlando Pace, boys. He's reading. He's coming to the stage. Oh, nice. And to read the pick, Hall of Famer. Back from the glory year. Yeah, from, from when I be, first became a fan. Uh, Prediction-wise, I I don't know. I think they I think they go O-line here, but, you know, the Rams, the Rams have been known to do some weird things. All right, here, I'll turn it up for you, boys, because I'm ahead. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Rams select Tutu Atwell, wide receiver, Louisville. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tutu. Tutu. Interesting. Yeah, very. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Where the hell is Tutu from? And Louisville. I've never, I've never even. He's he's a he's a quick, fast. Looks like kind of similar to what the Seahawks. Did. So you guys just both drafted fucking five nine gadget guys. Yeah. Oh god, I hope he's not fucking like Tavon Austin. Um, what do you mean? We just drafted Tavon Austin. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with Tavon then. He'll he'll be great for you in Madden as the the third receiver. Put him at the slot. He's great there. But I don't know. I I'll have to read some more about this because. That's definitely not one of their team needs. He was first team all ACC. Too bad um, they're much better in basketball than they are in football. Well, I just I don't understand it because like they had why did why do you take Van Jefferson last year then? Or maybe they're not sold on the on the van. That's a very interesting pick. Kind of shocked by it. My initial reaction is don't love it. We needed other things. <laughs> <laughs> and you live you live to not love your team specs on draft night. Well, also like well, I'm more I'm realistic. Just kinda... I don't just blindly love all the picks like you, sleeping guy. Oh, you gotta believe, man. Well, I know. But... Like I know I know what we're doing. We're winning t- we're winning titles and going to the playoffs. Winning title. <laughs> Singular. Um this doesn't really fit the Stafford mold of receivers either. You know, like he's always kind of been a bigger outside guy, which I thought maybe you'd pick up, but you've gone, gone fly sweep action again. So how about that? I, I give the Rams an F the Seahawks an A. <laughs> the exact same pick, not addressing their needs. And funny how that draft. Well, we got them one before you. So we got the better one. All right. Well, I do. And also, I give an A to Sean McVay's picture of Roger Goodell at his draft house. I mean, the Rams draft house, boys, the top notch. But any more association NFL takes before we we head to our first break here? That picture of Roger Goodell was disgusting. <laughs> I thought it was great. No. My big takeaway is uh, bring Chris Berman back to the draft. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, sleeping guy, throw us to our first break. All right, coming up, we got Jedi and Sith and 2-2 Atwell, the top Rams. Hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Man of the Middle podcast. And we have a little Jedi and Sith. And for my Jedi of the week, I have position players in baseball being the pitcher. Because this week we were treated to Anthony Rizzo striking out Freddie Freeman with what looked to be 
a 68 mile per hour curveball that he swung at wildly in this. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing more entertaining in a baseball blowout than someone grit the glove and throw in a 75 per mile fastball and a 60 mile per hour breaking ball. So let's see more of that. I love when I love when uh, position players have to pitch. It's incredible. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. There's nothing better because it's obviously got to be such a mind fuck though to just deal with the high heat coming at you, and then all of a sudden there's just these soft diving lobs. Yeah, um, but like, I'm not gonna stand here and act like 65 wouldn't be hard to hit in itself. <laughs> I would turn on 65 in a second. <laughs> you're doing nothing but laying butts yeah no matter coming in at 40 or 90 but <laughs> i feel like you could master the bunt as well yeah leg it, leg it about <laughs> so even guy would come out with the bases loaded and two outs and the coach would be give him the the hit signal and he's going coach no I, i'm laying down a bunt <laughs> <laughs> the infield's in son i'm laying down a bunt um interesting uh all right, sleeping guy. Well, as the star of the show, why don't you get us started with this is the second half star? Why don't you get us started with Giants hit? Or did you? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to multitask, watch yeah, the draft, I, and I, try and run the podcast. But it's, whenever you're ready, hit us with your Jedi. All right. Well, uh, well, there it is. That's a tough look for me. For some reason, I just thought he started off the, the, the segment by saying we had a, we had a we had a pitch we had a position player pitch, and I was like, oh, it's an interesting way to start the segment. But I must have missed it. That was his Jedi. Hey, I know the sleeping guys missed it before in the past, so uh, not that bad. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not quite. You're, as dead, bad. you're dead serious. <laughs> At least I can pick it. You should have just started over again and see you anyway. I'm looking now. We got to keep it in. Uh, it's good, good for the good, good to humble ourselves every once in a while. All right. Well, my my Jedi of the week is social media accounts that like to have fun because I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of the or I'm so happy that so sports social media accounts are trying trying to have more fun with things. They're chirping each other on on the line they're not taking things quite as professionally obviously you, you have to pick and choose your moments but today a prime example the lebron news got leaked um early that he was maybe going to come back and the king the sacramento kings twitter account who they play tonight just tweeted out lol that's all they, that's all they tweeted out <laughs> and then and then two hours later when it got confirmed that lebron was going to play against them tonight they just tweeted out lmao and so I just, I'm just all here for things like that. Like you gotta, it's sports for God's sakes. You gotta have some fun with it. I love what the bills have been doing. I know you guys aren't on TikTok, but the bills have a top notch TikTok account where they just always make, make fun of their players and do these crazy things. So I, I hope have always been great for fan engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Not much else, I guess. Hey? Um, well, they starting to win now. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a title game. Look, look out, look out, look out bills um so yeah i guess we'll uh we'll see all right well those buffalo bills are gonna have to deal with my jedi of the week for the next decade plus because michael mccorkle jones i've talked about him already today but i mean come on how could he not be my jedi of the week the guy got up on stage and whispered in goodell's ear this is what i secretly wanted all along don't tell anybody 
Of course, because Goodell is an absolute rat, he immediately told the media, and that's why I have been able to source this story here. But for 21 years, Coach Belichick has stressed that the two most important characteristics in quarterbacks are accuracy and decision-making, and those are max strengths. Charlie Weiss believed he was the perfect fit among this year's QB prospects, and now, for the first time in over a year, the Patriots have a functional passing game, and I couldn't be more excited. And to my Sith of the Week, which was going to be Aaron Rodgers for trying to steal the show of the NFL draft and make one more night all about him. Like he hasn't been talked about enough already, but instead I got to call myself out and my Sith of the week this week is my golf game because I came back out of retirement of that for about four months there firing didn't skip a beat three under par through 36 holes. I spent a couple of days practicing and proceeded to shoot back to back 76s. So I got to put myself on the hot seat until we start to perform. Other than that, the weather's been fine and um, golf courses are a bad day. Golfing beats about a good day as anything else. So that's, uh, that's very true. I'm glad to see you back on the course, you know, um, even though the, even though the stroke is not quite up to snuff, you know, I was uh, can't wait to make it, make a trip out there. What as I travel during a pandemic, <laughs> hey. uh, man, your, your hey. passport's busy. Even Jordan skipped a beat, okay? Yeah, and and go to the barrels again, and and uh, we'll see if Hurricane James can crush a twelve pack in record time again. You know, because um, he he was sure crushing them back last last uh, last time we were out there. Ben Ben will have to sleep with him this time though when I dust him off again. No, he'll cry about it and make you still sleep with him because yeah. you still didn't get your barrel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my Sith of the week is being a good family member because it's not <laughs> always cut out what it's cut out to be. So uh, background story, when I was younger, if you haven't garnered from this podcast yet, we're, we're a bit of, we're some nerds on this podcast, especially me. I, I had a huge Pokemon card collection. I was huge into Pokemon cards. And then when I got older and got less into Pokemon, my parents were like, you know, we should probably give your Pokemon cards to your younger cousin. Cause that would be the not smart, nice thing to do as a family member. And then I read a fucking article today. That oh, Pokemon no. card, the Pokemon cards are in shortage in the States and they're in such high demand, especially for the original ones. A Charizard card went for like $350,000 US. And do I have any of my Pokemon cards left? No, because I gave them to my younger cousin and I probably had some gold in there and I could have probably been rich. And instead, I'll, he'll have them and maybe I just got to break into his house and steal them, I guess. But Yeah, I'm down to help with that. Yeah. Because man, um, Pokemon court cards are they're they're like they're as valuable as Bitcoin. People are saying, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What about my lightsabers? What? What about my lightsabers? I'm probably not quite as uh, valuable yet, but uh, maybe 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 as as they age a bit, you know. That's a, that's the thing with these original Pokemon cards is like they they're not coming out with the originals anymore, so people are so so after them, so. Well, maybe do you think this cousin of yours is on the up and up that they're they're back to being valuable again? Maybe you just like, throw out some feelers before we have to um yeah, before we have get to down with a B and E. How old is this guy? He's uh he's eight eighteen now, so he's uh, the problem is he's put on quite a bit of muscle these days. So. Do you think he's hung on to them? 
I don't know. I'll have to ask them. Maybe I'll just inquire about them and say, hey, you still got my Pokemon cards? I'd love just to. Just say you're doing a project or, you know, you've got, you, you have another younger cousin you'd like to claim to pass them on to. I and then just. I don't. Oh, this is easy money. Just say that Ethan's girlfriend's having a baby. You need the Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the kind of news that, um, that's the kind of lie that's tough to keep going. Though, <laughs> you just mentioned you know? that in passing and no one ever will, will question In about that. a year? In passing. In yeah. passing, Eats got a girlfriend that's pregnant. Oh yeah, but we won't we won't talk about it anymore. No, but when, <laughs> no, but when they no, it's just it's fine. So about those Pokemon cards. Yeah. Fuck. Um, All right. Well, do you have a Sith of the week, or are we gonna wait on you? Uh, do I? Have, whoa! It's my turn. Oh, I yeah. was gonna. I thought it was Kellen's turn still. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, anyways, my Sith of the week. Yes, the wall in soccer. Because stand the fuck together, you geniuses. Yeah, fuck. Oh my goodness. I couldn't bad. believe what PSG was doing on, on uh, Wednesday because, well, <laughs> the beauty man and I had a sizable wager on PSG to win at draw no bet. We at least needed them to draw so we get our money back. All these guys had to do was jump together, stand arm by arm, like, I don't know, people did in the past. Stand together. Don't let anyone through. And they split. Like, who is that guy? Moses? Split the sea? I don't know. The seas parted. All I know is the Red Sea parted and that ball went right into the back of the net because these bums have no spine. All you got to do is stand there and take it in the chest. Seriously, it was. But I mean, are we really going to call claim that like soccer players hadn't already lost their their man cards long ago? So it's tough. I wasn't surprised, but I was sure disappointed. My runner up of the week is Neymar yelling at someone to get off the ground after faking an in- injury. Because <laughs> no one spends more time faking injuries than Neymar and rolling around. Oh, it's painfully ironic. <laughs> yeah, it was. My favorite thing was how the beauty man tried to ask the sleep or the sleeping guy tried to ask the beauty man who was the player in the wall. <laughs> and the beauty man was just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, I made him watch the highlights. Yeah. yeah. Um all right, well, that's our uh, that's our Jedi and Sith of the week. Um, sleeping guy, do you have dreams and nightmares? Or are we going right to b- bad beats? Bad beats. All right, do you guys have some bad beats? Do I? My God, we'll go right into it, and I'll make it quick because I don't want to gripe for too long. The Dodgers up seven one on the Padres last Damn week. This, my, this is my Sith of the week, or bad beat. All right, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. Were you on the Dodgers with I me? was on the fucking Dodgers, too. And okay, then the, well, second leg, the second leg of my parlay, too. I no, not a second legger. Well, son of a bitch, man. I had him two different ways in both sports books. I was a little concerned early. Then they're up 3 nothing. Then it's 5-1. And then it's 7-1. I believe it was the top of the sixth. They start to slowly chip away. And somehow we end up in extras. We get out of a jam in the top of the 10th only to load the bases. And just my luck after, after Mookie gets absolutely fucking hosed on some calls. I don't know what the ump was smoking, but I want some of that shit. And then loading the bases top bottom of the 10th. And who do we have at bat? Fucking Clayton Kershaw. Good friend of Matthew Stafford. Not sure if you guys are aware. (laughs) I don't know who came up next, but he didn't get it done. I turned the TV off because I didn't want to break anything or punch any walls. And well, of course we took the L. Kel, did you watch it all the way through? Because I couldn't, I couldn't suffer through any more of that. Well, so that was, I had it, I had, was grinding because I was 
there was the night of the Oscars too. So my family was fucking big into the Oscars. Um, so did you I, win any coin in the Oscars pool? No, I, I got destroyed this year. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know enough about any of the movies. You didn't watch the movies, did you? Well, I watched a few, um, but not, not as much as my parents and brother had seen. That's for sure. But did you beauty man, did you see the stat of what teams uh, trailing by six plus runs entering the seventh inning have gone in the last 50 seasons oh fuck no give it to me it's they've gone a hundred and thirteen thousand fifty four and five hundred and forty seven so a hundred wins thirteen thousand five hundred and forty seven losses that's a win percentage of point zero zero seven um so that's uh that's how bad our beat was we it had a point zero zero seven percent chance of happening so um, wow and then and then just to rub some dirt in the wound the fucking sleeping guy was texting me padres baby yeah, every time yeah, they made exactly <laughs> exactly that's that's what i was gonna add too it's like it made it worse that the fucking sleeping guys of padres <laughs> yeah. monday soup of the day was your two's combined tears <laughs> <laughs> thanks gentlemen it was fucking tragic but as we learned from the sleeping guy last night, you got to get back on the horse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or you last do. week. You last week, yeah. The gambling back. lesson is always to get back on the horse. Yeah. Yeah, my bad beat was obviously PSG's second half shambolic collapse. Yeah. All right. I don't um, want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> that's just it. That's a piss poor. Well, well what I want to say to their goaltender, Killer Neves, die for the ball die for it if it looks like it's going to go in the corner get on your knees and save it because that was so stupid even almost as worse as the wall <laughs> almost almost as worse as the wall. all right well we do have a betting lesson this week and although we love to gripe about our picks that don't go our way should note that i am up 16.34 units picking at 54 percent on the year this is a, we're talking over 240 wagers at the moment, not looking like I'm going to have a great evening, but there's ebbs and flows to this. And for this week, the betting lesson is to get ahead of the action. If you're waking up in the morning or punching your bet five minutes before the game, you're probably in trouble. So if you want to be successful, take a look about what's going to go on tomorrow. See what you like then. Do a little bit of research. In the long run, it'll save you a lot of money. All right. Nice. That's... Uh... That's yeah. That's a lesson that the beauty man is on top of that I'm just not. He's 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 staying up late hours. Yeah, I've been grinding till three in the morning trying to get those lines hot and fresh out the oven. Yeah, no, it's uh... nothing like the smell of fresh lines in the morning, hey, beauty man. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of lines we're talking about? That's how <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not those, fortunately. Just 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 the ones he does with the dogs on the walk. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, my. My big J question of the week. Um, I have I have two, and this the first one will be just quick because I have a I have a question that we're watching. Would you guys ever want to go to a draft? Like, do you think that would be a a, a good way to spend money? Because I say no, but I don't know. I, what What do you guys think? This isn't the real question. This is just a quick side question. Only if I get to announce a pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I just think there's so much so much better ways to spend money if you're gonna go on a sports trip. Like, yeah, the draft, like it could be fun, but like it's just a lot of sitting around waiting. So like I, I don't no, know. No, I mean you drink and there's concerts and music. I wouldn't spend money on it, but I would sure attend if somebody won a trip or something. You well, know, I wouldn't like the big crowd. Yeah. For all that amount of time. <laughs> 
All right, you fucking old man. Well, I would just have to be chugging beers the whole time because I if you got driving me crazy. And your team would have to have a fucking first round pick. That's no, no. There'd be too many football fans who knew nothing about football there. They'd be pissing me off. I get so (laughs) many bad arguments. So I would look at the beauty man and be like, oh. Tom Brady sucks. Peyton Manning, that's where it's at. Oh, and then I have to fight him. But do you know what's fun about the draft is we can just see, you can just see the stereotypes of people that are fans of each club. Like the Jets fans last night looked like they all hack two packs of darts a day. Okay. And that's just exactly how I picture Jets fans. I haven't seen a single Rams fan at the draft. That's like typical of every fan base. Exactly. Good one. Um, all right. My real question of the of the day is a I don't think we've ever talked about this. If you could go, you could have tickets to one sporting event in sports history. What event would you be at live and where, and, and where would you be sitting at that event? Um, so, so yeah, the money is no issue. Um, I mean, I, I'll go first again, cause I've thought about it because it's tough for me because I don't, my teams have never really won anything too <laughs> substantial. So I don't really have like a Super Bowl, like I, maybe the Kentucky National Championship, but I don't think that would be my pick. So my pick would be, I would be, I would have been courtside at game seven of the 2016 NBA finals. Oh, oh no, fuck that. Blocked by James. Yeah, great, watch, great call. There. To watch LeBron's block. I, I don't know how how you could be how you could top that game it's one of the it's it's got to be a top five game in NBA history and to be courtside and see him chase down and make that block would have been pretty insane so that's my pick i'm interested to see where you guys go especially the beauty man's got got a few choices the sleeping guy the sleeping guy i i think i know the sleeping guy has two choices i'm interested to see where he goes unless he goes off the board so i'm interested to see who wants to go first i'll go i'll go and um I love courtside the basketball game. That would be sick. Like yeah. even to see the Tar Heels close one out. I thought about like game five, Michael Jordan against the Jazz go way back in time and just watch him watch him pose on it there for a second. But when it comes down to it, I mean also like anyone at Tigers majors would be sick, but those are those are tough viewing points. You know, you'd have to be fighting with the crowds running up and down the fairways. It'd be exhausting. Yeah. End of the day, um, Give me 50 yard line. No, actually box seats, box seats in a nice stadium to, um, well, any one of the six, any one of the six Super Bowls would suffice. Okay, no, that's, that's copping out. Give me. One. Okay. Okay. I got to pick one. Yeah. Then I'd pick the one against. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I picked the one against the Seahawks. Nice. That one, that one was fucking monumental. It, it really shifted the dynasty it was a fantastic game it was back and forth the whole time the falcons won although it would have been a great finish like tough to say i don't pull a mark Wahlberg and walk the fuck out of there at at halftime so who knows so- sleeping guy i don't even want to do this segment anymore <laughs> that's just so rude and disrespectful but well, you're dumb. i guess on. i would have to go with the game preceding that game with the 2015 nfc championship game the win in overtime against the Packers would be too oh, much fun to watch. In the clink? Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. That'd just be pure fan ecstasy leaving that. 
Yeah, we've seen a big regular season game in in the clink, and I can't exactly remember what happened, but the atmosphere. Wow, was you're fun. just wow. You're, you're being so rude right now. Oh, sorry, Jared got a Jared got fourth quarter fourth and one sneak for the win, baby. That's what if I can have. <laughs> <laughs> like it was yesterday, the boys, <laughs> the boys, with our boy behind us, and he's great. Um, sleeping guy, I. So you're picking the the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I am. All right. I, that, I that'd thought, be a hell of a pick. I thought it was going to be – I did you give any consideration to Kawhi's shot? I did. I did. That was that was, that was was probably, like, top three. Yeah, I, I figured it was – That game was so stressful to watch, though. Yeah. I figured it would be up there. Well, the Raptors' whole title run was stressful to watch. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think any of the finals games, like, because, I mean, I, I don't remember it like you guys – like you Raptors fans probably do, but like none of them were like buzzer beaters or like close, like finished, came right down to the wire from what I can remember. But uh, no, the absolute despair after going down to nothing to Milwaukee, isn't it? Was very, has well, it's, it's never really been replicated in my fan life, just knowing that it's over. Then all of a sudden, the pure joy when we came back to win the series four straight and then win the NBA championship. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. banner fly forever. All right. Well, it's a it's an asterisk championship. Durant was hurt. Um. All right. Uh, let us know what game. You... What's he been doing for the last three years? He's just hurt every last championship. Durant's been hurt. Asterisk for all of them. He yeah. he did drop forty last night. But asterisk surprise, for the surprise, Lakers last year. Surprise, surprise. He's taken tonight off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get the beating man started. Let us know what game you would go to if you, if you had the power to go to any sporting events. And uh, sleeping guy, throw us to our final break. Okay, yeah, coming up, we're uh, we're really gonna get into the hot tub time machine and tell you what it was like at the first Olympics. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us for our pick segment, and uh, we're gonna give you a couple bonus picks today, including who we think is gonna have the first overall pick in next year's NFL draft, but we'll give uh, we'll give the beauty man getting us started with his pick for the weekend. All right, let's stay hot in the association tomorrow. I'm lines out early. Like I said, hot and fresh out the kitchen. I like the Minnesota Timberwolves plus three and a half at home against the New Orleans Pelicans. Now you may think I'm crazy because Minnesota's not a great team this season, but they've been hot as of recent form and the Pelicans are abysmal. All right. If you want to bet anything with, to do with the Pelicans, maybe take a look at the over-under because against the spread, they're an absolute disgrace. They're 29 and 34 in the season, and you just get slaughtered. Whether you're down 10 or you're up 10, you're in trouble of losing when you have money on the Pelicans. All right, so stay away. Take Minnesota. Maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line if you must, but I like the three and a half points at home. Thanks. All right. Sleeping guy, do you have a pick? I do. In a big Super League match on Sunday morning, Manchester United's taken on Liverpool, and uh, I like the draw. I really like the draw. Both teams coming in, got someone to play for. And uh, so I predict it'll be a stalemate, probably 1-1. So maybe the under's looking pretty good there too. So bet away because uh, my soccer picks have been hot as of late. All right. Well, I uh, the problem is you're going to take – you're going to take the Blue Jays money line to, tomorrow against the Braves because they got they probably going to have a bullpen day going. Their bullpen day worked out great last week. They got Springer back. He's been looking good tonight. The Jays offense is finally clicking. 
So you're going to take the Blue Jays and you're going to take them on the money line. Don't don't mess with any of that bullshit minus one and a half bullshit oh, in, in the wow. in, in the, the run line. The run, the run line's scary. Yeah, run line's too scary. So you're just gonna take the Jays money line and, and you're gonna be laughing because the, the the Jays, you mean, you don't you never know. A sleeping guy, they're getting hot, you know. They could they could make the playoffs. Yeah, they could make the playoffs. It's too early to oh, say. We're only fuck. we're only twenty games into hundred. <laughs> And that's been your baseball update with 140 games left in the regular season. Stay tuned for next week when we say one sentence about baseball. I like how hockey's getting into the prime season right now. And we didn't mention it once, but hey, Flames, suck it, Cody. Battle of Alberta. (laughs) We're back. We're the crown once again. Yeah, we're uh, we're making a push for the playoffs for the 15th time this season. I keep (laughs) They're gonna make a push. We fired and rehired Daryl Sutter. <laughs> yeah, someone fire Daryl Sutter and hire Brent Sutter. That'll fix all our problems. Oh, boom. There you go. <laughs> nice. uh, That's never been done before. Yeah. All right, sleeping guy. Give us, give the people why what we're gonna give them for their bonus picks. Okay, my bonus pick for the first overall pick in next year's draft. The sleeping guy presents with you the Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. I don't hate it. Yeah, I I mean, they got their franchise quarterback, so that won't even help them. But uh, no, I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be. I'm very interested to see what the Lions are like like this year. Like whether it's true, Goff needed McVeigh as bad as he did, or if he actually has some talent on his own. We'll we'll find out this year. That's for sure. I'm gonna go with um, early prediction. The Houston Texans, yeah. they uh, they could, I mean, if their quarterback comes back, this will be code takes exposed, but if he doesn't, they are in some deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> they are on and off the field. <laughs> and correct me if my if I'm wrong, do they even have their first round pick next year? No, Miami does. <laughs> exactly. So No that, way. Yeah. That would be a huge. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm telling you, Flo's killing it yeah, over there. Tua's going to survive another tough draft pick and still be the quarterback by Miami. Yeah, no, it's I, I, I think I said it like I said it earlier too. I think the Texans are going to be the worst team. So if I had to make a picture pick, I would, uh, I would choose them as well because they are, uh, they're not going to be looking great. I just don't think there's any other teams like I don't know who else it would be. Like, well, I got a dark horse. The NFC East are all kind of like. I was going to say the G-Men. You think? No, no? I think the Giants are going to be better this year. <laughs> Didn't the Giants beat the Seahawks last season? <laughs> yeah. This is not part of our segment. <laughs> I love all the Seahawks slander to the, tonight. It's been fucking. It's, it's been, been tough. Um, well, that's our that's our show for today. We're uh, we're at pick sixty six right now. The Vikings are about to make their pick. Um, so enjoy the rest of the draft coverage, everybody. We'll have some more. We'll have some final thoughts on the draft come um, come next week's pod. And enjoy the weekend in sports because it should be a good one. Kentucky Derby. Sleeping. We can't believe we didn't give out any of our our horse picks. <laughs> Sleeping. I like Beauty, Secretariat. Beauty man, I'm I'm shocked you haven't got onto the ponies yet. <laughs> yeah, you're not on the ponies. No. Or the greyhounds. Yeah. <laughs> the no ponies first, but the horse handicapping is really tricky. I feel like you got to be there day to day to really know that. Oh, incident. breaking news: the Vikings take Kellen Mond. There he goes. Um, the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins. Here we go. Well, there's our show. Yeah. Well, there's our show. Kellen Mond off the board. What a name! Will be a star. Um, How about that? Make sure to check us out. The Committee Sports Network.com. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.